in your bulletins it has a little space for you to write and it had a scripture in there and that was where I was planning to preach from last night and then as the night got later I just felt like the Lord was leading me in another direction and so I set my alarm for early this morning and the Lord woke me up even before that and so I'm going to go a different direction today. I just feel like this is the way the Lord wants me to go. I'm going to preach my Sunday morning sermon tonight. But uh, I want us to be in 1 Peter chapter 1. And we're going to begin with uh, verse 14. Let's all stand and honor God's word. I'm going to read these four verses here. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each man's work impartially, live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you have been redeemed from the empty way of life handed down from your, your forefathers, I should have put 19 in there, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. I want to read out of the Amplified Bible these few verses. Live as children of obedience to God. Do not conform yourselves to the evil desires that governed you in your former ignorance when you did not know the requirements of the gospel. But as the one who called you is holy, you yourselves also be holy in all your conduct, conduct and manner of living. For it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Let's pray. Father, today, Father, you, you want us to be about what your business is. And Father, you're about making saints out of sinners. And you don't just clean us up, Father, but you completely transform us into something different than we were before. And Father, today I pray that you would speak into our hearts and help us to see what your plan for us is. But Father, I pray more than that that you would help us to believe that it is possible for us to change and to be what we were created to be in the beginning. Not something that is stained with sin and stained with uh, trouble, but Father, holy and clean before you. And help us to have the faith that we can live this life in the world we live in now. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you, but it has happened to me many times. I get ready to go to bed, and my wife generally goes to bed two or three hours after I go to bed. I like to go to bed early. And I, I, no matter what, I usually wake up early, so I might as well go to bed and get some sleep because if I go to bed late, I'm just going to get less sleep because I always wake up about the same time. And so uh, I, you know, we live in that little camper that we're living in, and I have a regiment that I have before I go to bed. I have to take two uh, blood pressure pills, and I take those. And I get a drink, and I go over to the couch where my wife is sitting, and I kiss her goodnight, 
and I go crawl up in the camper and I go to sleep. And this happens several times since the time we've lived in the camper, and it's happened several times since I've been married. Just as I have kissed my wife and I'm standing up and just turning to walk away, she'll say, what are you doing tomorrow? And I know that when she says that, that she has a plan other than what my plans are. And I know just as soon as she says that, that my plans for tomorrow are going to change somehow. That she has something else in her mind, and I don't know why she always waits till the end of the evening. I don't know why we don't talk about this earlier in the day, but I guess just because she just is reminded as we're going to bed. But she'll say, what are your plans for tomorrow? And uh, this week, as uh, I was going through my week, uh, my wife was reading to me as we were driving. We were driving down to Branson, and she read a quote that someone had put up uh, from David Platt. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was you or her. I can't remember what it was. Me and Sean had talked. We talked about Francis Chan, didn't we? Okay, I get them. I, if you if you want to read anybody, there's two guys I recommend re- recommend David Platt and Francis Chan, and I love these guys. Anyway, this is what David Platt said, and someone had quoted him, and this is what he said: The question is not what is God's will for my life, but rather what is God's will for the world. When we know what God's will is for the world. We can then ask how our lives are matching up to get his will accomplished in the world. Not what is God's will in my life, and I think we ask this a lot and we pray this a lot. What is God's will in my life? What is God's will in my life? And people are always praying that and always asking that and talking about that. And God does have a will in our life. But I think we need to go one step further and say, what is God's will for the world And how am I coming along and being part of that? What is God trying to accomplish? And how am I living that with him? Am I, am I, is is, is he going on with what he's trying to do and I'm over here doing whatever I'm trying to do? Or am I in line and am I helping, am I being part of what God is trying to do? How is my life matching up with God's will for the world. And so the, in order for us to figure that out, we have to first figure out what is God's will for the world? You say, well, that's a, that's a big question. What is God's will for the world? What is God's will for the world? He seeks for us, and he says here, he seeks for us to be holy. He seeks to make the worst of the worst, the most fallen person that ever was. God looks at them And it is his will to restore and redeem and rebirth that person into someone who is holy. And he seeks that for every human being that walks the face of this earth. God seeks to make saints. God seeks to make people holy. That is his desire. Every day, that's what he's after. That's what he is about to redeem people from himself, to pull people from sin, and to make them to what they were created to be. And that's what he calls us to be. He wants us to be holy. It is God's will for man to be holy. God does not seek for us to be happy. 
I think he likes it when we're happy. I think there's times when he wants us to be happy. But that is not God's will for your life to always be happy. He does, I mean, in the country we live in, we, we act like that is the greatest thing ever. If we could just be happy. I just want, how many times have you heard people say, I just want my kids to be happy. I just want to be happy. That's all I want is to be happy. And I'm going to tell you what. That is not God's number one will for the world, is for people to be happy. God's will is for people to be holy. God, his, his, his will is not for everybody to be healthy. And we don't like that because we like healthy. We want to be healthy. We spend millions and millions of dollars to be healthy. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being healthy. And I think we ought to do the best we can to be health, healthy. Uh, we seek out treatments for healthy. Rusty just traveled all the way to Florida and the community came together to try to improve Rusty's health. And I think that's admirable, and I think that's awesome. But that is not God's total plan for Rusty's life. That is, I don't know how far down the list is, but I'm just telling you, God's will and plan is for Rusty to be holy. And health comes down from there. Is God blessing him? Yes. I wish you could see the videos. I don't know how you po- I don't know how that stuff works. But my wife last night we sat in the trailer and she goes, "Watch Rusty walk up and down the tra- Watch Rusty walk up and down the hallway." And somebody tells him to slow down, and I don't know if he spits on him or what's he done, but he's like, "Walk wherever I want to walk as fast as I want to walk." I'm just like, "Yeah." But health is not the goal. That is not the end goal in life. God desires and his desire for us is holiness. Not for us to be a good person. Not for us to be a kind person. Not for us to be a generous person. But for us to be a holy person. It's God's desire to bring a lost world to a place of holiness. And God is in the business of producing saints And he seeks to take the worst of the worst and produce them into a person who is holy. And God is not here to give us whatever we want. I think sometimes we think that God is here and he is this big blessing machine where we just say, oh, God bless this and God bless this. I'm I'm telling you, I, I, I preached a couple of weeks ago a sermon that has challenged me to pray kingdom wise to stop praying for the things that I want and start praying for the things that God wants, to stop just thinking about the things that I want in my life because there's lots of things I want. There's things that I think I probably need, and I am really, God has really uh, convicted me to get my eyes off myself and to start praying kingdom-wise. And God is not here just to bless us. Does he bless us? Absolutely. But God seeks for us and his will for us think about this the will god's will for the world is that mankind would be restored to holiness we was over at the the uh skeet shoot the other day and uh we're talking about somebody was having trouble hitting they couldn't hit me it's probably me anyway and kale said you ought to turn that gun into a into a stove poker you know it's not good. I wasn't doing any good shooting it, so I might as well turn it into a stove poker. And I think sometimes we have taken the life that God has given us. That in the beginning, God created us to be holy, 
and we have made it and turned it into a stove poker. It's not what we created it to be. The life that we have, the life that we live, the, the things that we do, the things that we hold high are not the things that God holds high. But I want you to know today, we were not created to sin. We, we are born into sin. We have a sin nature, but that's not how God created us. God did not create us to be sinful creatures. God created us for holiness. And we need to remember that. We need to remember that we were designed for, and, and, and whatever something is designed for is what it does best. I've got a pen here. And sometimes you try to poke holes through things with a pen, and it just, if, if you push very hard with this on anything, this pen breaks. Because it's not designed to poke holes through things. It's designed to write. And it does that very well. And I think sometimes we think that because we live in such a fallen world, and if you look around, the world looks terrible, and we think, well, this is just the best that God has for us. It is not. We were not created to sin. This body was not created to sin. This body was created to worship God in holiness. That's what we were designed to do. And it should be that that we should be able to do that. And God has empowered us to do that. We were not created to sin. Before sin was allowed in man, man lived holy. Adam and Eve, we were talking about it in pastor's class this morning. Adam and Eve lived holy lives right up until the time of the fall. You say, how long was that? I have no idea. It could have been years. It could have been years that they followed God and did everything that he wanted them to do. For years, they could have lived holy. I don't know how long it was. If it had been me, it would probably been about 15 minutes and about as long as it lasted. I don't know. But that's, I don't know. But they were created holy and they lived that life right up until the time that the, they sinned and the wheels fell off. And we have seen so much sin that we have lost the belief. Listen to me. I don't think we believe anymore that a man can live a holy life. I think it's hard to believe. I think we've seen so much sin. We've seen so much failure. We look at the state of our society and the love and the oh, I'm telling you what, if you've if you've watched the news any this week, I don't care where you fall on anything. This there's so much anger and everybody's mad at each other and, and everything everything you see on TV and, and you go down the road and people are mad at you and it's awful. I was watching and I never watch NFL football, hardly ever watch it. And the other night, uh because we're always gone on Sunday, but that last Monday night we was able to watch a game, and I was watching that. I was watching the the Chiefs and and the Broncos, and I was just watching it to watch my wife get uh, excited and aggravated. It's fun to watch her because she just paces and walks back and forth, and she's like, "We're going to lose. We're going to win. We're going to lose. We're going to win." And it's just it's fun. It's just fun. I really don't care either way, but as I was watching this game. It's a football game. You understand this? A football game. And I saw some of the most hideous, awful reactions in the crowd over a football game. Hate. Hate and anger over a football game. Is this where we've come to in this world that we live in? 
And when we look around, it's hard to believe, and we see so much of this, and we see uh, the, the way that people treat each other, and we see all the destruction and all the drugs and alcohol and everything, that, and, and broken homes and everything like that, and we think it is impossible for a man to live a holy life. But God says a man can live a holy life. The word says that, that you are to be holy because I'm holy. And if he asks us to do something, he will not ask us to do something that he does not empower us to do. And I want you to know this morning that no matter what you think, the word says you can live a holy life. But you have to believe you can live a holy life. You have to believe that it's possible through the power of Jesus Christ in me, I can live a holy life. You see, Jesus didn't come just to save you. He didn't just come to pay for your sin and get you to a right account with him and and take care of everything and pay your past due sin and then just to get you there and then to just keep paying for your sin as you sin along. Jesus came to pay for your sin and then to empower you to have power over sin so you don't have to keep sinning. Jesus came to so change you that you don't want to sin anymore. And that's hard for us to believe because the power of sin is so strong. But Jesus created us. You were created in your natural state that you were created in. And in the beginning, man was created not to sin. Man was created not to sin. It is within us from our creator. We are the image of God. You understand that? He said that we were created in the image of God. God does not sin. God is holy. We were created in the image of God. That is in us to live a holy life. And because we were created that way, it is possible for us to do that. And I think sometimes we believe, well, you know, when I die... When I die and go to heaven, if, if I've got everything right here, when I go, die and go to, go, to, go to heaven, if when I die and go to heaven, then I can be holy. Then I'll be holy. There's going to be something that happens, magically happens when I die, that then I can be holy forever. God's going to be able to keep me holy forever and ever and ever, but he's not going to be able to make me holy while I'm walking this earth. So God has the power to make me holy in heaven. But somehow or another, he doesn't have power to make me holy on earth. You hear yourself? You hear what we say there? That somehow that God does not have enough power and does not have enough strength and does not have the ability to make a man holy on earth. He can make a man holy in heaven, and we believe that. We believe that he can do that forever. We're all going to live holy forever in heaven. But God does, not, God does not have the power to make us holy on earth. You see, I believe that he does. And the writer here believes that he does. And it is not the death of this body that makes us holy It is our choice to die while we are still living. My physical death will not make me holy. If you go to verse 14, it says, Live as children of obedience to God. Do not conform yourselves to the evil desires that governed you in your former ignorance when you did not know the requirements of the gospel. But as the one who called you is holy, 
you yourselves also be holy in all your conduct and manner of living. He is saying that when we die to ourselves, that it is possible through the power of the Holy Spirit to live a holy life. It's not me living it. You leave it up to me, I'm going to mess it up. But it is Christ in me. It is me saying, Christ, do your work. And I'm going to tell you this morning, I think some of us think that that's something that's going to happen on the other side of death. I'm going to tell you what, any holiness that happens, that's going to be for eternity, happens on this side of death. That choice has to be made here. There's no going to be making choices after death. There's not going to be any choices after we have gone and, 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 and left this life. Everything that has to happen for eternity has to be done on this side of eternity. And if God can't make me holy on this side of eternity, i got bad news for you. He can't make me holy on that side either. If he can't do it here, he doesn't have enough power to do it there. And that's the truth. So I have to believe that God can so change me here that I can live it forever. If he can't make me holy in this life that I am living then he can't do it for eternity. I can't do it. I can't try harder. I can't work harder. I can't pray harder. I have to literally die to myself and let Christ be put in me and be in complete control. Now, I want you to think about this. If Christ is control, is in control of my body, he is never going to steer me into sin. Think about that. If I say, Christ, you have control. You have complete control. And he's not going to steer me in a place I shouldn't go. But we have a tendency to sometimes we want to take the wheel from him. Uh, and we like to call the shots. But we have to come to this place that we say yes to Christ and say, Christ, you steer. You have your way. And, and, and then he seeks for us to help those around us to say yes to Christ in their lives as well. So th- I want you to know that what the church needs more than anything is not more resources. The church does not need more programs. The church does not need more buildings. The church does not need more new ideas. What the church needs is men and women to live holy lives. What would change our town and what would change our homes and what would change our church would be men and women transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit living holy lives. It would transform our kids' lives. It would transform our teens' lives. If our kids had dads and moms who would live in the power of the Holy, who were living holy, and not trying to love people, but, but really loving people. And not trying not to sin, but Christ in them not wanting to sin. Not trying to overcome habit and addiction, but God in them overcoming and delivering them from addiction. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, it would change everything. It would change our homes. It would change our kids' homes. It would change our children's homes. It would change our teens. It would change the school. If people could see people living holy, God's will for the world 
is to make folks holy. And I just want to ask you this morning, if it's God's will to make people holy, I can't make you holy. I can't make you want to be holy. I can't talk you into it. I I cannot do that. But I want you to ask this question. If it's God's will for men to be holy, is God succeeding or failing in your life? It's God's will for you to be holy. Is he succeeding or failing in your life? I want Lance to come. I, I meant to tell you, Lance. I want to sing that song that, we ju- that you just sang, Christ is Enough. I want to sing that again. And we have to get to the place where we say that no matter what, that Christ is enough for me, that I'm going to let him steer my life, that I'm going to let Christ be the Lord of my life, that I'm going to let Christ make this body and this person holy. And I know, I, I know, and here's the deal, I understand, it is, it is hard to believe because we know the power of sin in our own life. We know the power that sin has in our life. We know the power. It's, it's physical. You can feel it. You, you understand. And, and in our minds, I think sometimes we think there is no way that Christ has enough power to overcome the desire of sin in my heart. But the Word says that He does. I want to read that one more time. Live as children of obedience to God. Do not conform yourselves to the evil desires that govern you in your former ignorance when you did not know the requirements of the gospel. And here's what it is. But as the one who called you is holy, you yourselves also be holy in all your conduct and manner of living. That means that when I'm at my house, when I'm interacting with my wife, when my kids are watching me, that I'm supposed to be holy. When I'm at work, when I'm doing the work that God has called me to do, when I'm, when I'm earning my living, I'm being holy. When I'm driving down the road and someone cuts me off, I'm going to be holy. And my, I'm, the Lord's helping me. And my helper that rides with me is helping me. I preach that sermon about praying for people that cut you off, and my wife is really helping. I'm, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a work, and, the God, and God's helping me. But am I going to live holy? When I'm doing the work that God has for me, when, I, when I'm by myself, am I living holy? When I'm around others, am I living holy? When my kids are watching, how I'm going to react to everything that happens in my life, am I being holy? When things fall apart, am I going to live holy? That's what God's will is. Is God succeeding or failing in your life? I want us to stand. The altars are open this morning. I think sometimes we wonder, what is God's will for my life? We pray that. What is God's will? What does God want in my life? God wants you to be holy. God wants to not only forgive you for your sin, 
But God wants to give you power over sin. God wants you to live in the freedom of power over sin. But you have to believe it's possible. I can't talk you into it. But I pray this morning that His Holy Spirit has let you know that you were created not to sin. You were created to live holy. God created you to live holy. What we live in this world is because we've let sin in and it's messed all kinds of things up. But that's not what we were created for. We were created to be holy. Is God succeeding or failing in your life? We're going to open up the altars. If you need to come pray, give Christ full reign in your life this morning. Come as we sing this morning.